Oh, how I wish I had a voice. Earlier at 8 o'clock, I would hear people coughing as if it might help me to talk a little more clearly. But alas, this is the tail end of a, a cold. And the doctor assured me I just sound dangerous, that I could indeed be here and not be a threat to people. So I will condense the sermon that I had prepared, which I had considered when I thought I could talk for a little bit longer. Today's gospel lesson is one of a couple of choices for this second Sunday of Christmas, because you see, we don't have very many stories in scripture between Jesus being born and Jesus being baptized, which will be our, our scripture for next Sunday. We only have a couple of references to him between being an infant and being 30 years old. One is in Matthew's gospel, in which Joseph and Mary flee to Egypt, and he's around two years old, and we hear about the slaughter of the innocents when Herod kills children who are two years old in an effort to wipe out the king that he thinks might be threatening him. And then we have this story in Luke's gospel of Jesus as a 12-year-old. And I love this story because we know what 12-year-olds are like. <laughs> you know of a 12-year-old. And if it's been a long time since you had one in your own house, then you can look out here on Friday afternoon on Main Street and you have a sense. Jesus was 12 years old, and his family had traveled to Jerusalem as they did every year for the festival of the Passover, and it would have had a lot of activity as everyone came back to the temple to celebrate Passover. There would have been sellers and marketplace activity that would not have been customary, perhaps, to Jerusalem, except for at that time of the year. And I imagine that Joseph and Mary, as the parents of, ER, of Eastridge children think, is my son old enough now to go out on his own, unsupervised for a little while? And indeed, perhaps they said yes. And so Jesus was walking around Jerusalem, checking in with grown-ups from time to time. And it came time to leave. And Joseph and Mary wondered where Jesus was as they prepared to leave Jerusalem and head back to Nazareth. Perhaps they asked some people that were traveling with them, which we could imagine to be close to 60 people who had made this journey together of extended family and relatives. And maybe somebody said, yes, he was with James earlier. He's probably in their car. <laughs> and so they go on, trusting that he'll show up because everyone's ready to go. And someone did say that they'd seen him. And they make it a whole day's journey before they realize he's not with them. Now, we travel a lot faster now in a day than they did then. But we all know what it feels like to be gone or to have traveled one whole day only to realize what you're missing. And so Joseph and Mary go back to Jerusalem to find Jesus. And it takes them three days to locate him. And they find him in the temple, perhaps the last place that they'd even thought to look. What strikes me, though, in this gospel lesson is the last line of this gospel text when it talks about Jesus growing in wisdom and in years and in favor with God and man. It's interesting to think about Jesus growing, developing, growing in wisdom and in years and in favor with God and man. And so I want to invite us to reflect upon that as we enter into this new year. What I want to share with you actually came from a reflection from people who created a youth program called Journey to Adulthood. 
Some of you might be familiar with it because it was here for a little while at St. Stephen's and some of you were involved in leading it. But the creators of Journey to Adulthood took this one sentence and looked at what it takes to help us grow in the faith. What does it take to help us grow into the full stature of Christ? How do we become grown-ups as Christian people? We grow in wisdom, that is the knowledge of ourself. We grow in years, that is in understanding our creative potential, not only to make other human beings, but to make new things in this world. We grow in our relationship with God, and we grow in our relationship with one another. These are the challenges that lie before each of us. Just as Jesus grew, so do we. We grow in our understanding of ourselves. We grow in our understanding of our creative potential and how it is that we can align that with God's work in the world. We grow in our knowledge and our relationship with God, and we grow in our relationship with one another. These are the charges that we have as Christian people. And as we look out to 2014, I want to invite you to consider how it is that you might grow more fully into the stature of Christ in one of these four ways, in your awareness of who you are, who God has made you to be, in your awareness of your creative ability and how it is that you can link that creative ability with God's creative work in this world, in your relationship with God, in your prayer life and in your study, in learning to trust God more deeply, and in your relationship with other people, learning how to be in relationship with one another, forgiveness and mercy, acceptance, and calling out the best in one another. Choose one of these when you think about what to focus on for 2014. Because as we grow into the full stature of Christ, as we respond to God's invitation to become more fully who we can be in Christ, that is where real life happens. It's the best thing I can imagine for any of us for 2014. It will reorient us. It will take us into places that we're not familiar with, things that maybe feel uncertain, but it is a place where God's glory is made known, and we wouldn't have it any other way. So my prayer for each of you is that you might consider how it is that God is calling you into fuller living in Him through this year of 2014, and that you might rely on the strength of God to assist you in growing more fully into the stature of Christ. That can be our New Year's resolution for one another. Amen.